Hi, this is Dan Hardy, and you're listening to the Mirror TKO Podcast. Live from the O2 Arena in London, England. Man! Relentless once again. Overwhelming! Michael Bisping! That left is finding a home and again and again and again. Oh, you heard him. He is so explosive. Yoshi Hiro Akiyama! He's a scrapper. He's a brawler. Good left oh, hook. He is down. That's it. What a fight. Wow. Dan Hardy. Oh, he might Unbelievable. Holding away. Carlos Condit has done it. Hathaway is such a powerful dude. Look at this. Ultimate Fighting Championship presents UFC 120, Bisbane versus Akiyama, Saturday, October 16th. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mirror TKO podcast. This is part three of three of our special trilogy. Oh, of, it's the last one. It is, it is. It's a shame, but we're finishing with a goodie. We have we Michael Bisbane to start. Great start. Great interview. Giving Chow Sun and both barrels. I'm looking forward to him giving him sexy armour both And he's going to be giving sexy armour plenty when they get in the cage. Yeah. He's up for it and he's he's going to go for it. We spoke to John Hathaway, one of the nicest guys I've met in sport. Really nice he's, guy. He is also massive, by the way. He's a big guy. He's, isn't he? he's a huge. big guy. And uh, But yeah, we had a good chat with him, which you probably heard in the last show. And rounding off the series is Dan the Outlaw Hardy. He's ripped through the welterweight division. He had his title shot against GSP. That didn't go so well for him. Now he's bouncing back. I think that was good for him. Well, we, we'll find out what he thinks about that, because he may, he may agree with you there. I think he does. Um, we had a chat with Dan. Um, we covered all sorts of different topics. We did. Uh, ranging from his fight with Carlos Condit to his record collection to his trainers. We caught up with Dan and uh, here's what Dan had to say. Do you know that I get asked the same questions over and over? You must get tired of that, surely. Yeah, I mean, I get a few questions get repeated a few times, but, you know, it's really part of the job, to be honest. And, and you know, part of my job is, is promoting the sport and educating the public. And, and I feel, you know, if, if these questions need answering four or five times, then I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. We'll pick on talk about the fight. Break down your fight with Carlos Condit. Obviously, Condit is... He's an aggressive, come forward sort of fighter. Um, how, how do you assess that fight? Are you going to have to? It's going to be quite different from GSP, who's going to, who pretty much looks to take you down instantly. Condit will probably look to stand at least to start off with, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe look to take you down later, possibly. So, I mean, how how do you prepare for someone like Condit? Well, that, that's a pretty good assessment. That's really what I'm expecting him to do. You know, he's a he's an aggressive fighter. He comes to win the fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and not by decision. He likes to finish knockout or submission or whatever. Um, and and really, I mean that that's my kind of fighter, a guy that comes and comes and takes risks and puts it on the line. And um, I, I do see him see him trying to strike with me a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I think that you know he's going to quickly realise he's out of his depth there, and and he's going to switch his game plan to try and get me to the floor. Um, obviously, you know from the GSP fight, he thinks that that's going to be the the weakest area of my game and, and the, the game to the part to exploit um, and train at the same camp as well. I'm sure he's got some coaching tips on that. Um, so really I am expecting him to you know to he's going to be quite enthusiastic in the stand up he's quite aggressive um, I'm going to get, catch him with a few solid shots and if he's still awake then he's going to try and set me down to the ground and uh, then he's you know obviously he's going to work his submissions and his ground and pound but uh, um, since the GSP fight obviously there were a lot of lessons learned in that and there are you know there are, there are a lot of surprises for him when we get there if we get there 
or sort of plan is, is to uh, the plans to bully stay up right and uh, yeah. yeah yeah that's what I want to do and, and you know if it doesn't go to the ground I want him going there on his own unconscious yeah that's always the best way yeah, we don't get paid for overtime either. No, so. well, you know what I was about to say, man. Yeah, we don't yeah. get paid for overtime. Regiment. Yeah. So, so in terms of obviously, you mentioned the GSP fight. Mm-hmm. Almost exclusively, you were on your back that fight. Yeah. You know, it was difficult fight for you to sort of find any kind of openings. And um, I mean, the one big positive to come out of that fight, I guess, was, was your in, endurance against submission attempts. Um, some of the submission attempts that were on, I don't know how you didn't tap. Mine, it, like, I, I, you know, I've watched quite a lot of UFC fights and I've seen fighters tap for much much less than, than you know some of the arm bars which is nuts so the pain threshold is obviously pretty high so if you find yourself caught in a submission are you reasonably confident that you can A deal with deal with that and B reverse and power out and I am yeah I mean su- submission defence is something that I've been working on focusing on mm. um, I obviously also want to work on my, my offence on the ground as well because that was something that, that let me down the GSP fight along with my my wrestling, my takedown defence. Um, so I have been working on those areas, but to be honest, when it comes to submissions, the the, the thing that I struggle to do is to admit I've been beaten. Right. And to admit I've been beaten would be to tap out. And, and you know, if I get caught in an arm lock or something, and, and you know, he, he's cranking it on, my head is not thinking I better tap because it's going to break. My I'm thinking, hang on a minute, how do I get out of this so I can get back on top and hit him in the face? Yeah. So. The pain, thank, thank goodness for adrenaline, the pain is not really an issue. The motivation to win is the thing that stops me tapping, really. And, 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 and you know, I'm just, I'm just really enthusiastic to get back to a position where I can hit him. Um, and the GSP fight, it was a tough a tough fight, but it was, you know, I mean, like I said, it was a great learning experience. And, and it really highlighted areas of my game that need work. Um, and, and, and it's something that I have really, really, you know, strived to do since, since the fight. And there's been there's been quite a gap between the GSP fight and this fight. Is there going to be any sort of pent up frustration, or you you've sort of dealt with the disappointment of defeat, and now you're going in completely fresh? Or are you just going to take all this uh, anger out on on Condit's chin when you walk in there? Um, I try to look at things objectively, and and you know the GSP fight was um, you know it, it was it was good for me at the time. It was the you know it was the right thing for my career. You know I needed that fight and I needed that experience in order to to kind of take the next step up, step along. You know, in, with my skill set, um, I am annoyed about it. You know, I, I wish that uh, you know, I wish that you know things would have gone differently. Obviously, and, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't an easy camp by any means. There were a lot of a lot of things away from the sport that were that were difficult as well. So, um, you know, going back, I would have I would have done a lot of things differently, but. I can't change the past and I can't let that affect my future and, and I think that uh, you know th- this fight is, is really feels like my first step on the way back to the title you know I'm not I'm not thinking I've got to dig myself out of a hole because I don't really feel like I'm in a hole after the last yeah. fight I feel like you know I'm, I, I took a, st- a couple of steps back and now I'm ready to start moving forward again and, and con is the first step cool. You mentioned the problems outside of outside. Is that something that you, you want to talk about, or would you rather not talk about? Um, well, a lot, a lot of the camp. I mean, this is not something. I, I mean, I, it, it's by no means an excuse for the fight. I mean, it, it, the fight would have gone exactly the same if this wasn't the case. But um, I was spending a lot of time. I mean, I was pretty much I was going from the gym to the hospital and back to the gym because my granddad was was ill, um, and I actually I actually lost him uh, February 16. So it's kind of uh, that's life and death, unfortunately. Um, you know, so that was right in the middle of camp, and then 
and that happened six weeks before the fight so then obviously the next six weeks you know I, I'm kind of carrying that with me and yeah. you know and along with the TV cameras being around me 24 hours a day and and you know all the pressure of, of you know going over to the US for three weeks before and and the dieting and everything you know it was just there was just a lot going on and that yeah. that was that was was an addition to that but I mean like I said it, it had no bearing on the fight anyway um, I would have just liked to have to have been able to kind of have a have a uh, a more straightforward camp I think sure and obviously we've got Condit coming up um, new camp new training uh, addressing issues that you had in the last fight yep uh, confident in, in a win I would assume very you, you're going to deal with Condit I Yep. UFC 120 what is your your path after that because obviously you had the title fight you're now in sort of the, the raft of contenders again mm-hmm. um, how many fights do you envisage that you need in order to get back up to fighting GSP again assuming he's still still at welterweight uh, for, for me I think I think three fights I think three fights including the Condit fight I think I'm going to beat I'm going to beat Condit convincingly very convincingly um, and I think people are going to start to look at me after this fight and, and think, you know, maybe I'm I'm going to be a, a solid contender in a couple of fights' time. And then my next two performances will just assure the UFC and, and the fans that I'm, I'm the next contender for the belt. Um, and I think over these next three fights, I can I can work on the things that I've been I've been learning since the GSP fight and and have them sharpened and ready to go when it, when the fight comes around. And obviously leading up to this you're in intensive training camp what do you do to relax away from training so you've left your training camp you go home what do you do I have I have a, a, an extensive DVD collection and I have an extensive record and CD collection uh, the thing keeping me sane at the moment is records vinyl okay yeah I mean it's it's something that I've, I've collected records in the past and, and it's something that I've kind of I've kind of gotten back to a little bit. Uh, there's a little shop in Nottingham called Rob's Records, which my mum used to go in and, when I was a baby and take me in the bus chair. And, uh, you know, and, and she used to shop there all the time. And I've started going back in there, and, and he has some of the, the, fantastic, the most, best, most fantastic records. So I'm, I spend most of my day Saturday flicking through records and okay. donating half my bank account to him. Um, but that's, for me, that is... That is the thing that's keeping me sane during this during this camp is just being able to go home yeah. and sit in front of my turntable and you know put Bob Dylan on or the Doors or the Beatles or Hendrix or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I even bought some Al Green the other day. What a <laughs> fantastic album that is! You know what I mean? But, <laughs> that's some serious, serious music. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, and that's that's that is for me that is that is the easiest way to step away from what I'm doing. Yeah. Because these, you know, I can I can stick a record on and and these. There's nothing about it that makes me think about the sport, yeah. and and I only need I only need an hour, and I'm I'm I'll switch it off and I'm ready to go back to the gym again, because yeah. I am I am very focused on what I'm doing, and, and it is the most important thing to me right now. Um, but obviously, every now and then, it's nice to take a step back so you can have a fresh look at it. Yeah, and what what music do you use to sort of get psyched up for a fight? Um, you're into your punk rock. I am. I am. I'm into. I've actually just taken off my UK subs T-shirt because it's got <laughs> profanity on the back. Um, I completely forgot when I put it on this morning. Um, I, I've got. I've got a, a, a quite a varied uh, taste in music. I'm sponsored by Eric Records, and they supply me with a lot of a lot of the music I listen to. Yeah. A lot of crazy bands that you probably never heard of, like Decapitated and Worm Rot, and a lot of like thrash metal and and you know things like that. Um, at the same time, I listen to you know some of the heavier uh, American punk like the Casualties, um, and then I've got 
loads and loads of like American hardcore, like Madball and Sick of It All, and bands like that, and then British punk as well. You know, anything from from Crass and Conflict, the Sex Pistols to Clash. I mean, I've, I've actually got my Clash shoes on today. Nice. Oh yeah, I heard you talk about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. You're happy about these, aren't you? I am. First, first time I've worn them today, and I'm just enjoying every minute with them on. If you, if um, you wasn't so hard, I think I'd step on your foot. <laughs> 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 the trail on those, on those toes is going to be a bit of a me out. So, <laughs> so I mean, uh, what, what are you going to walk out to? Uh, I'll walk out to the same song I always gonna do. You're going to have the same Yeah, England Belongs to Me by Cox Barrow. Yeah. Um, particularly because it's got my vocals on it as well, so that's... Uh, that's always an, uh, an added encouragement. So that's your that's your signature. Warm-up. Yeah, I think if I changed it, particularly changed it right now, I think people would be a little disappointed. I have a lot of people coming up to me saying that they love the tune. And, yeah. You know, even the UFC owners listen to it in the gym when they're training and stuff. So, yeah, it's a good song. Talk us through the mohawk. How long have you had it? How difficult is it to look after? You mentioned you mentioned about uh, it wasn't behaving when you first no, turned up. No. And uh, what? What situation would crop up where you decide, right, it's going? Um, okay, well, I've had it for quite a while. I've had it since, uh, well, I've had it probably in the last five years, um, but then I've had it earlier on in my, in my life as well, you know, when I was a kid and, and you know, through my, through my teenage years, I had it for a while and um, it is difficult to manage sometimes. Right now, it's the length where the only thing that will hold it up is, is glue, like PVA glue, like real glue, <laughs> um, which is also difficult to wash out. But um, it, it's, I don't know. It, I, I've shaved it off a couple of times in the past, and, and I, I do feel a little less complete with it without yeah. it. Um, but having said that, if I ever wanted to go somewhere in disguise, that would be a reason to shave it off. Yeah. I actually went to a UFC in Vegas once. Um, and I had regular seats and I thought I'm going to go regular seats and I enjoy it as yeah. a fan I shaved my head and I didn't wear any of my sponsorship stuff and hardly anybody recognised me <laughs> yeah but, but Beanie so Hat would do the same job wouldn't it? well to Slightly be honest less, I mean th- th- this was a long time ago when I, when I cut it off to, to go in disguise so I don't know if it would have the same effect now see yeah. what I used to do was I, I just used to put a hat on and I got, I've got like quite a selection of, uh, of NFL hats, you know, Cowboys and Buccaneers and Raiders and everything. And I just put one of them on, and usually I can I can walk through a place without being recognised. But even recently, it's that's people are starting now to recognise my face a bit more as well. So yeah, I was about to say. I mean, over, over here in the UK, have yeah. you, over the last twelve to eighteen months, have you noticed your profile increasing when you when you're out and about? Definitely, definitely. And I, I always got people coming up to me. I I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, Nottingham Pan. Yeah, um, and I go there. I go to their games pretty much every week, and every time I'm there, there's always someone that, that spots me and, and comes over, and you know. And I, I mean, it's, I think it's still kind of strange for my family and my friends because they still see me as, as Dan, just Dan yeah. Hardy from Nottingham, and you know, and and when people are coming up to me wanting a photograph, I think people see it kind of strange because I am. I am this other entity away from from reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, it is very strange, but I am getting it more and more now, and it is becoming more a part of my life, particularly after the GSP fight. How, how strange is it for your family and friends? Obviously, you're to them you're this uh, still this young man from Nottingham. But obviously, you, you, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't big you up too much. But you, obviously, you've got this massive career in the states. You're not, you know, you're, you're known kind of around the world now. Mm-hmm. Is that still? I can't my son's doing it. Oh, I can't believe my, that's my mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is very strange. I used to frame over all the time. <laughs> it, is, it is very strange, yeah. I mean, people from school as well that I haven't spoken to in years that I used to I used to be friends with at school contacted me like, oh, I can't believe what you're doing or, 
you know, I get a text, I've just seen you on the Argos advert, or I've just seen you on the front of Fighters Only magazine or whatever, and yeah, everybody finds it very strange. I mean, I still do, I still do. I think the only person that's kind of getting used to it now is my girlfriend, and that's probably because she's the one that stands by why people are, people are, people are asking for photographs she, and stuff. How does she deal with you getting in the cage? And is she, I asked John actually the same question. Um, is she is she a reluctant watcher? Will she sit there looking between the gaps and the fingers, or is she right there going, "Hit him"? Does she no, she's uh, she's yeah, she's very supportive and quite. She's she's very very confident in what I can do. And yeah. You know, so she she'll watch the fight and she'll she'll see it as as it is. It's a sport, you know what I mean. And 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 my dad's the same. He gets a little bit more more anxious though. He's, he gets nervous. And and my mum completely shields her eyes. She she can't watch it. Yeah. Because that because I mean, some mum, thing yeah, that, it's, it? it's a little boy getting yeah. punched in the face. But yeah. to my girlfriend, that's it's what I do every day, and she's used to it. Yeah. How much? How much time? I, I have this theory in the competitive competitive sport you're in that if I was ever in it especially the last couple of weeks definitely the last couple of days I could not see anyone that I loved because I, I thought I'd have to get into a, a, a you know, back to the back to the basics animalistic because I'm going to get in the ring you know in the cave with somebody what about yourself are you quite calm all the way up into it or I, I, have, I have my moments and I'm, my fuse is a lot shorter when I'm in training camp um, this, this camp's actually the first time my girlfriend's been over here normally she's over in the, in the US and I'm here on my own um, and and then I only see my parents at weekends, and, and I'm I'm all right because I'm, you know I'm like I'll see them for a few hours and I'm, and I'm okay and I'm back on my own again. Whereas this time it's the first time she's been around me, and I mean to be honest, she's made life a lot easier because she cooks and does all my laundry and all that kind of stuff <laughs> for me. But at the same time, that like it, like on a morning when I've got sparring, like a Tuesday or Thursday morning, I wake up and I'm tired and I know I've got some rounds to go with some guys that are going to be punching me in the face and. And I'm on edge, and then and it's just a little, littlest thing like, why is this here or whatever? And then I catch myself, and I'm like, no, hang on a minute, you know, it's it's, it's, it's not, you know. And then I apologise to her, but she's she's getting used to it now. So, so would you stay away for the last couple of days, or are you still okay? Well, the week of the fight, I won't see her. The week from from the Tuesday to the Saturday, I won't see her. And I, the next time I see her, from well, I'll see her Monday night, and then I'll see her Saturday night after the fight. And that really is that that's the week that I'm I'm the worst. The only person that gets it then is my coach, and he expects it. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, that's that's. Job, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I want to ask you about, obviously you're in mixed martial arts, it's a growing sport and you're quite high profile online, you, you know, you're quite happy to engage in, in debate and mm-hmm. actually answer people's questions online. Yeah. How do you deal with people who are less educated about the sport of mixed martial arts, who say it's barbaric, who don't understand the, the intricacies of the sport? It's, it's difficult. I mean, you know, some people are, are, are ignorant, ignorant to the point where they refuse to learn about something yeah. new. Um, and that's, they're the people that you kind of just have to feel sorry for and ignore. Um, a lot of people, people who have got, you know, a, a, an open-minded approach to it, they can be educated and, and they, can, they can be taught about, about the sport and about the athletes within the sport. And, and I mean, I spend all day talking to people like that. I don't mind because if they're w- willing to learn, then I'm, I'm cool. It's every now and then you'll get the guy that that doesn't want to know. It's barbaric. You're a thug, and you know, and it's you can't talk those people around. I had a debate a while ago on on a website um, for a, 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 one of the newspapers, and and I went back and forth with this guy, and I gave him. I gave him logic, I gave him reason, I gave him facts, and he came back with the same thing. Yeah, but it's human cockfighting. Yeah, but it's barbaric. And and he really didn't have a point. He'd got a he got an opinion and nothing to support that opinion. And and I could have argued with him till today and he would have still have the same opinion. So some people are just set in the ways and will never change. 
Um, but the most most people can now see what we're doing and why we're doing it. And and you know, and I always say, you know, if anybody ever wants to come and watch me train, and you can see what effort I put in, you know what I mean. You, you're welcome to come and watch, and and I'll quite happily educate you about the sport. I'll talk you through what I'm doing and what we you know what the team's doing, and that's it. I mean, as long as you've got an open-minded approach, you understand what we're doing, and and uh, and you're either going to be a fan or you're going to accept that it's something that we love to do and, and not judge us for it yeah and just to finish off um, obviously the card is stacked with, with British fighters um, talk about the other fighters in the card tell us how you think they're going to go so we'll start start with Mike, Mike against uh, Yoshihiro Akiyama the main event how do you see that one going I think that's a I think that's a great fight and I think it's a very very tough evenly match fight um, I mean obviously Mike's got all my support um, he's you know he's he deserves the win, you know. It's he's going to be back in London. He's going to be fighting hard, and I really think that it's going to be difficult for Akiyama to come into the Oto Arena and take it from Mike. I think he's too motivated, and he's going to be he's going to put too much too much effort into it. Um, having said that, he is a fantastic opponent, uh, and he's a superstar as well. I mean, his entrance alone is is yeah. enough to. Andrew Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. You know, what I mean, I, I was at his last fight against Chris Lieben and just the whole arena just went silent and everyone got goosebumps and they're like jaws hitting the floor yeah yeah because yeah. it, it's just it's a total change of pace I mean Chris Lieben came out to um, a, a Red Hot Chili Peppers song uh, you know and it was every, everywhere was electric you know the whole place was bouncing and then all of a sudden everything slowed down the lights went blue and Akiyama's coming out crying holding his corner men's hands and it's just a it's just a very very strange experience in a, in that environment. Yeah. Um, the fight's just going to be great though. Both guys want 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 to fight. Both guys bring it, and and I'm I'm just excited. Mike's got my support, and it's a difficult fight to call, but but I've got I'm calling Mike. And John Hathaway against uh, Mike Pyle. It's a different opponent for him. He was due to yeah. be uh, fighting uh, Japanese judo. Uh, Dunyan Kim. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, he's had a change. So slightly different opponent, different different risk for him because he's a submission specialist Mike Pyle. So, um, but John's been awesome in the UFC. So. Yeah. I think uh, he's, he is... He's, one of the best talents we've got in this country right now, no doubt. Um, I certainly think that you know when, you know, in a few years' time, when you know when Mike's about ready to, to finish and I'm about ready to, you know, to call it a day or whatever, or I'm past past the peak. I think John will be about ready to to step into into our shoes and and kind of solidify himself as the, the number one in the country. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. I've trained with him a few times and I'm, I, I was very very impressed with him. Um, I think Mike Powell is a very very tough opponent. I've trained with Mike and he is he is legitimately very very good. Um, but I think that that John's got all the ingredients to to do it. I think that John wants it, and I think that he performs better under pressure as well. I think that's going to be the key. I think it's going to be the the actual the the, the the ability to perform in that kind of environment is going to win the fight, and I think John's going to do it. Cool. Now you both fight at the same weight. Yep. You see this home flying over the horizon. Um, can you ever envisage a situation where you two might end up meeting inside the octagon? If, if that's would you if, take that fight off of it? Well, if that's the way it goes, if that's the way it goes, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to turn it down. Um, you know. Some, sometimes it happens like that. I mean, obviously, you know, John's a friend, and yeah. and I, you know, I wouldn't like to fight him. And right now, it wouldn't make sense for us to fight anyway. If it came to the stage where, you know, we were both contenders, and and that's the fight the UFC wanted, then then so be it. But right now, I think I think we're at different stages of our career for a start right now. Um, and I think that to get us at the same level. Um, a lot would have to happen between now and then. So I think there's a lot of time between that that fight potential. Um, 
but you know who knows I mean mixed martial arts is one of the strangest sports in the world so anything can happen the ultimate fighting championship returns to London Saturday October 16th as three British warriors take on the world's best first Brighton welterweight John Hitman Hathaway looks to continue his unbeaten run and top five welterweight Dan the outlaw Hardy returns to action plus Michael the Count Bisping collides with Japanese judo master Yoshihiro Akiyama in the explosive main event the UFC October 16th tickets on sale now at the O2 Arena box office and Ticketmaster.co.uk